We're back. Welcome to the Formula One Fans UK podcast. We're back after those technical issues we had last week. Sorry about that. I'm Reese, and as always, I am joined by Chris. Dan. I thought I was second. Oh, <laughs> uh, how fucking hard is this? I'm two. You know what? That's staying in. <laughs> as you can see, things are running as smooth as always. Running as smooth as a Mercedes strategy in the Spanish Grand Prix, where they made Red Bull look like amateurs. We're going to do a quick fire review quickly. We're all going to say what we thought of the race in our individual opinions. I think we all stayed awake through it. Yeah. Chris, what were your thoughts? Surprised. Happy. Bored. 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 Danny? Uh, it was a, it wasn't a bad race. It was a good race to watch. But yeah, that's about it. It it still had elements of um, boredom in there. But it was good to see different different strategies and seeing and seeing Red Bull lose another win. Dan. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a good race. Obviously, a lot of the better stuff happened towards the the start and the end obviously really good performance by uh, McLaren uh, we've learned again that Mazaspin is colorblind and doesn't know what the color blue means um, and we've proved that Mercedes will just out strategy you they don't care let's let's come in first come chase us yep then for me at the start it was fun but then I could have gone and done whatever the heck I wanted for 20 laps when nothing happened and then they pit Lewis, and Lewis is on a brilliant strategy. And, yeah, won the race, got the result I liked. But as a Spanish Grand Prix goes, it was a good race for them, but it was a below-average F1 race. You can't trust anything Daniel's saying today because he's wearing a Christmas jumper. It's not a Christmas it's jumper. A Christmas it's Christmas pajamas. It's a top. Does it say Christmas crew on it? <laughs> It does say Christmas crew, but there is a really fun fact. It's because my little daughter has the same outfit, so does my son, and she wanted to wear hers, so she asked if I'd wear mine with her, so she doesn't look stupid. I so could now go down a really stupid. deep and dark path here, but I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The path's not the problem, Chris. <laughs> the jumper, well, the pyjamas are the problem, but we will, we shall continue. Um... Quick bit of news. Some news that broke earlier today before we start recording. The McLaren livery Ooh. for the Monaco Grand Prix, which looks spectacular. The golf livery. Um, I want to know how much they're paying for that and why they can't run it the whole season because it really does look spectacular. I wonder if they will run it for the rest of the season. No, they haven't actually said it's Monaco only, have they? I thought they had. I could be wrong, like, but... Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the livery just for Monaco. It says it was just for the Monaco Grand Prix because it was kind of like like a one-off. Because didn't they do it on a... What was the other car they put it on as well that they did side-by-side side with it? Yeah, that was oh, the McLaren Sports car. Yeah. Yeah, it was the McLaren yeah. F1 Sports car. Was but it an F1? See, yeah. That's pretty cool. That's... No, no, the McLaren F1 car yeah, is in yeah, the yeah, F1 no. road car. The, BMW, the one Mr. Bean BMW crashed. powered. <laughs> Mr. Bean crashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> I know what you guys mean. This is another livery that looks a lot better without all the lights behind it and the black floor and the darkness. It looks better in the press shots that they put out with the white and yellow stripes behind it and stuff. And also the race, the race suits are stunning as well. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Very classy. I'll tell you what else is something. Flexi wings. Oh, you're jumping on a dodgy, dodgy, dodgy thing there. That's just Red Bull all over, isn't it? But how, does, six... how does Lewis Hamilton's spot movement of eight, eight millimetres, they're saying? So yeah, he spotted it, he but spotted the it? whole F1 paddock spotted it. And the BBC said it was Hamilton's claim. and. 
I, I, that's the reason it's being investigated, but that's not the reason. Uh, everyone spotted it, and the camera spotted it, so it's just the BBC wanting to get a load of angry Britain first people in the comments section to boost the post up the page. Um, they said it was started by Hamilton, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. I would think I would think it would be a Mercedes engineering crew told Hamilton, keep an eye on that. Tell me if you see something unusual. And Hamilton uh, probably reported, yes, yes. you know, reported back in, hey, that that winning is uh, bending when it's, you know, it's, high, it's on high speed load. Something's not right. Okay, so, and that, probably see? came from there. Probably been Mercedes um, engineering and somebody like Hamilton who can be beside behind Verstappen, all those laps behind him in, in Imola and Bahrain. And he, he probably, they probably spotted something through that. That's it. I'm totally with Danny. The, that, that is a really good theory. They were like, just keep an eye and make sure to mention it in front of 40 million viewers. Because then, because then the the FIA can't do nothing about it. They got to look into it. Well, yeah, there's lots of things the FIA don't do anything about. They're doing it, aren't they? That's that's the problem. And they're being given until June fifteenth or something until the new tests. Well, it's a safety issue, isn't it? If it's a safety issue, it should be immediate. Hmm. Well, I mean, like a safety issue is in like change it. No, because it's already been crash tested and passed all its safety tests. It's not a safety issue because what's there currently is unsafe. It's because you're doing something else. It will need to be tested again. Which is why. The, the wing doesn't have yep. anything to do with the crash test. No. The wing no, is like just... Yeah, part of the, it's the rear structure. The wing isn't... Well, it's because it's all part of the rear assembly, though, isn't part, it? It, do, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't count in a crash test. That's why you never see well, a, yeah, they got a point, test though. with the rear wing on. The bit of the wing that's bending is the bit that has a DRS connected to it, so that's its own sort of mechanism and part. It's really separate yeah. to the rest of the car. I have a question though. Why is it only being picked up now? Like surely, I think it has. But, no, but, but surely they go through the cars, do they not? Like they inspect them, they go through the technical regulations with the teams and stuff. Because obviously, I know it's kind of like NASCAR related. But they have to go through that laser uh, post inspection thing. Is there nothing that happens like that to the cars? Does it not even get checked? They do have a load test for flexi wings, which mm-hmm. was to do with the front wing flexing. Um, but it's hard to recreate a rear wing flex under load. Okay. Um, you, you try and recreate 200 mile an hour worth of load going on to that. It's like over half a ton. Of isn't that, isn't that what the wind tunnel's for? Pound or something. Oh, the FIA. Wind tunnel's for the aerodynamics. To that. No, no. Yeah. If you want to recreate 200 mile an hour loads, you just get Flavio Briatore to sit on the rear wing. That'll do it. <laughs> it's a lot of load to try and, to try and measure and, and to see if something's moving. And they're saying, what is it? They're giving it a scale of a millimeter as their grace, you know. So to, yeah. to be able to get that piece of load at that speed under that weight, I think it's flexing a couple centimeters. You know, that's a whole a whole new test. Well, the thing is, a legal rear wing has seen teams disqualified in the past before. Like you only had to look several years ago. It was either Force India or Sauber, where they had both their cars disqualified from a race result in Australia because the rear DRS opened up uh, 10 mil or so too far. So both cars were disqualified hmm. for just well, a small piece of the wing. I don't remember the exact details. It was so long ago. But it's seen teams disqualified in the past, so Red Bull have got off very well, lightly the minute, if they've got the legal the rear wing. They haven't got away with anything. They haven't been accused of anything. They've been told we're going to put these tests in on this date and if your wing doesn't pass this test then you have to change it. So nobody's actually come out and said your car's illegal because then it wouldn't be able to run next Mm. week in Monaco. That's a very fair fair point to be fair. It's it's not as lenient as the whole Ferrari situation. We'll look at this in the off season. And then we'll tell you the verdict after, but we won't tell everyone else the verdict. Uh, <laughs> yeah. On that note, boys, just give me a second quickly. I just need to check something. 
It's not a tangent. Would you rather me fix it now or we do the whole podcast and you can't edit it again? What would you Ooh, like? Oh, I tell you what. Would you rather we fix it now as a, uh, a good thing to go to Red Bull and say, yeah. would you rather we fix it now? Yes, of course, it's illegal. But that <laughs> being said, it probably ruined the racing and uh, Hamilton would get another racing title, which is, even as a Hamilton fan, what no one wants. That's still, you can't, you cannot win a championship by cheating. Because they're not going to win. Bendy wing or not? A bendy wing is is giving them a couple of mile an hour, maybe on a straight, and a bit of help in the corners. Well, it's not so it's much not, in the corners, is it? I mean, it reminds me of the McLaren F duct, where to get any real gain from it, you have to be going a straight line, and you have to be doing a couple of hundred miles an hour if you are to gain anything from it by getting it to flex. But the, on a high load corner, it's almost working like. Modern cars now with rear wheel steering. Steering. Oh yeah, like the uh, McLaren Senna. You know, it's it it yeah, it it's flex it's flexing enough that it's just pushing the end back end round. So at a high a high under a high load on a corner, it's just helping a bit with the steering, keeping the car steady. You see, Hass has something in their car that helps push the rear end around too, but that's just Nikita Mazepin. <laughs> <laughs> no hope. Uh, I would like to just say quickly, maybe it's by accident. Maybe it's purely coincidental that their rear wing moves because they have shoddy workmanship at the factory. <laughs> it, it's just one of them things, you know. That... Steve put in a bad shift. He's been <laughs> on a bender the night before. The rear wing was built shoddy. I think we should look for Steve because I think Steve's the one. You see, um, that's the sort of excuse that you'd expect from Lawrence Stroll and Otmar's Omar, I don't know what his name is. Um, Omar. It's a good excuse. Who's that? Omar, Omar. Oh, that's it, yeah. Otmar. <laughs> Otmar. Otmar. Otmar, Otmar. Okay. That sounds like the bullshit excuse you get from Lawrence Stroll anyway. <laughs> so with that, shall we move on to billionaire bullshit? Oh, no. Oh, yes. Hold on. Hold on. I'm trying to find a joke that I was sent the other day. Here it is. No, it's not. In your own time, Chris. That was a brilliant joke. <laughs> I've got a Mazda. I've got a Mazda spin joke. Here it is. Oh. Right, I'm just bringing it up now. Is it is F1 Rumor, Netflix is going to create a show about Nikita Mazda spin. It will be a spin-off. <laughs> oh. Really? We waited. All God, I can hear that. you giggling. I can hear you giggling. It's a major dad joke. I think. I think that's exasperation. It's a dad joke. <laughs> Hashtag Dag Jokes 2021. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we go off there, can we just mention Roman Grosjean this weekend in the IndyCar? Pole on Friday, second on Saturday. Outstanding. That was a brilliant yep. drive. I'm so happy for him. Yeah. Could, could have been a battle for the um, for the po- uh, top the or the podium though. The race was a bit rough. I've still got to watch it back, although I, obviously I do know the result because I've been following it, but I haven't, I haven't watched the race yet. But I can't wait. Pato Ward got unlucky with the um, safety car. Yeah, he, got, he made a bad call at the start, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I was also caught out by the fact that Pato Ward isn't Irish; he's Mexican. It's the least Mexican-sounding <laughs> name going. How did you not? It hurt. Yeah. Oh my god. Chris, I'd expect you to introduce us to your um, next door neighbour, Pat Ward. And it's yeah. sound right. Hi, it's Pato Irish. And let's not forget. Okay, so his, his first name is Patricio, which is Patrick. 
uh, Patricio is trans. Yeah, Patrick Award. Pa- Patty yeah, Award. Patty Award. <laughs> and Pato is a nickname Do you know, for that name. I don't know a single person here called Patrick. I don't know a single person called Patrick. Yeah. But there's a, it's a, for, for Mexicans. Right. Co- completely away from that. Did, did anybody find Hass's tweet absolutely muggy or not? Yeah. Which one? The one where it was like, congratulations to our friend at Roman Grosjean. <laughs> not that much of a friend that you Oh, no, they, yeah, they wanted to move that. on, which is um, fair enough. But they obviously still close and still like each other. You can, tell, um... <laughs> you can tell they were close at, yeah. at, at um, Barrian. You can tell they were, they had a lot of emotion for each other within the team. Um, yeah. There's no doubt in that. Did you notice also last in the race yesterday, there was a certain driver in um, Montoya driving a McLaren. He didn't have Whoop. such a good race, did he? Spiracy Pierce are at large. Oh, he's running the 500 next in two weeks for McLaren. Uh-huh. In place of Roman. Or not in place of Roman. In place of someone else. But I can't remember who it is. Did anybody see that Haas uh, nicked our signed cap idea as a competition? <laughs> oh, I mean, we're... <laughs> yeah. we're that made me laugh when someone said, "Can I just have it signed by Mick, please?" <laughs> yeah, I thought that was signed by Mick and and Mazza's been. Uh, it's quality. <laughs> um, shall we move on? Wait, we just need to tell everybody that they need to go buy a raffle ticket to win the cap. Yep, go buy a raffle ticket to win a signed Nico Rosberg cap. Tickets were only one pound, and so um, you know, and, potential and bargain. It's not a has cap. It's not a has cap. It's a Mercedes it's cap. cap, and it's not signed by Nikita Mazepin. And uh, and he actually won a championship. Although that's a grey area, we yeah. won't get into it. The podcast is not long enough. Although we will point out, it is a, uh, it is Nico's signature, but it's it's on Lewis's hat. Oh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think oh, that would yeah. make it unique because I doubt there's very many That'd signatures make it very unique. with Lewis's hat and his signature. It's a Lewis Hamilton Mercedes cap signed by Nico. Technically, Nico Rosberg has stamped himself on a Mercedes on Lewis's hat. <laughs> it's like he's gone over, taken it off his head, signed it, and thrown it back at him. More head games. Oh. More head games. Part of the head games of 2016. No, he um, he did a. Ah, uh, what's it called? Um, ah, he did what Matey Boy did to Mayweather. Got your cap? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, Paul. 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 Yeah. Jake Paul. The little one. He got his they're cap fight- and then no, ran away. They're actually fighting. Yeah, they're actually going to buy. actually fighting June 10th. Yeah. He's going to get his head knocked off. Joshua Fury is going to be good. People should be able to fight. He, he looks so tiny. Joshua Fury is um, August the 10th. August 17th, uh, it's like 17th or 10th. Two, two Brits fight in Dubai. What is that all about? Hmm. Anyway, we're a Formula One site. You've got some edit in the do now. There's a link in the bio of the podcast and on all our socials of where you can go and buy that £1 ticket. <laughs> buy a ticket. Anyway. So, billionaire bullshitter, who'd like to go oh. first? Dan's looking smug, so let's, uh, let's wipe that smile off his face. Chris, would you read in DJ Dan Heath here? Oh, Mr. Heath, Mr. Heath, Mr. Dan, Dan Heath. What have we got for you? I can't remember. I know it was like magic from my fingertips as I was writing it. So, just remind everyone the rules of billionaire bullshitter. We've given each other ridiculous F1-based statements, which we must defend as though we believe to be true for 60 seconds. Okay, Dan, you ready? I'm ready. Given the current financial climate, Formula One has decided to merge with Formula E. Because of this, Ferrari has decided to pull out of the sport and has left its top driver and current champion, Mazda Spin, 
without a drive. Explain why this is a good call by the sport and the impact caused by Ferrari leaving and who should take the champ. Well, Chris, I've got to agree. It's a pretty good move. Obviously, imagine the financial situation of Formula E and obviously Formula One, because that's you know that's where it's going to go in the next couple of years. We're all going to be driving around uh, the electric uh, cars, so obviously it makes a good idea for that. And I think that the current champion uh, Mazaspin, I think he's going to end up at any one of the other teams. They'd be lucky to have him. Like he's been a phenomenal driver. Um, he's pulled out. I'm sorry, I need to nail that down a bit. What part would you like me to nail down, Chris? Who, uh, who do we think he's going to end up with? What I, team? I think he's going to end up at Mercedes. They've been eyeing him up for years, mate. Like, they <laughs> they are going to be like absolutely chomping at the bit. <laughs> they are. They really are. Like, I I think it's probably going to be one of the biggest deals. I reckon he's going to get probably two fifty, two sixty million for a three year deal. They're just going to pay over the odds for him because he's that good. Well done. <laughs> It hurts my soul. Uh, what? Was a, tough a little one. bit of me, a little bit of me, died inside. It's harder than you think, isn't it? Yeah, you wait till you see your one, Chris. Remember? Yeah, you got to defend that. All right, um, Danny, do you want to read me in here? I had a hard one. Okay, ready. I'm ready. F1 hybrid era is the best engine era ever. Absolutely. There is no way, I mean, no way you cannot say it's the greatest era of Formula One. We are seeing records toppled every couple of races, which is brilliant. It's phenomenal. Insane. And the technology transfers to modern day road cars. And as Dan said, we are all going hybrid or electric. Who drives around the car with a V10 or a V12 engine these days? Everyone's got electric or hybrid. I mean, I don't. I've got a petrol car, but we seen the weather in May. It's not like global warming is really an issue at the moment. <laughs> Finally, the V6 series in Mercedes is completely dominant. I mean, nowhere else in the world of sport have you seen this level of domination. And it's amazing to watch. And that's why the V6 series is the best. Very good. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Oh, that's good. A lot of conviction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Convince me. <laughs> uh, right then, Christopher, are you ready? Oh, shit, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. All 10 F1 teams have been brought out by Lawrence Stroll and Dimitri Mazepin, and all the seats will be paid drivers and friends of their respective families. Drivers will have the same car supplied exclusively by Mercedes. They are allowed to race as they usually have, and as and as all the races previous have taken place, with the FIA insisting on four mandatory pit stops to promote good TV ratings. And the champion from that year cannot be replaced until they lose. I cannot wait until this starts. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> There's, there's got 20 Mercedes driving around. There's going to be... Uh, everyone's going to be in the same machine. It's it's driver versus driver, not car versus car. And paid drivers... Paid, we could be getting the best or the worst. I'm not going to know until the, until it all starts. It's, it's, it's so exciting. It's going to be the best thing to happen in Formula 1 in <laughs> years. And only two owners... So 50%. Oh, I'm too excited to actually talk about it properly. Four pit stops. Brilliant idea. I've heard they want to use the wet tyres in one of the start the stops and then three different other compounds. That's just going to be amazing. And the champ, he can just, he just rides, his, rides the wave. You know, you can't lose your seat. If this was Lewis Hamilton right now, he could just chill. He's got another seat for next year, and he'll keep on rolling on because he's Lewis Hamilton. It's just, oh my god! Will Rio Haryanto be on that grid? If he has, if he pays enough, he, he he can't come in here and pay enough for a pack of cheese and onion. <laughs> you know, he's he's got to have a bit of a bank balance behind him. 
You know, <laughs> even Lance Stroll, even he's going to have to have a bank balance. He's, his dad's not going to pay for him. His dad owns 10 cars. He's going to have to pay for his seat. <laughs> well done, Chris. Oh well done. <laughs> and uh, we will... Uh, With the hardest one. Probably the, uh, <laughs> the hardest one. Uh, I'll admit I've made this uh, hard for you, Danny. After you, after you um, nailed it last time. I've tried to make it more tricky. So, uh, mm-hmm. Danny, your uh, mm-hmm. statement to defending billionaire bullshitter. The COVID-19 pandemic would be over by now if the world was run by Ferrari strategists. Correct. So far, we there hasn't been a good plan. There's been a lot of terrible plans. We can start with plan A. We can start with plan B. Or we can start with plan C. I know Ferrari strategists are very confused at times on what goes what, but they do have a plan and we do need to give them a chance to say what the plan is to cure this COVID-19 crisis around the, around the world. We do know that the Italians are really good at hosting races this year and last year. They hosted three Grand Prix last year. So, you know, you gotta, gotta give credit to these Ferrari guys. They do have good ideas. Uh, their, their strategy used to be you know, used to be bad. We all remember those uh, Kimmy long runs that they would do for him just to leave him out there uh, <laughs> with busted tires. But, uh, you know, we got to trust in the Ferrari strategist on this one. I, yeah. The, you know, Ferrari made, uh, what are those things? The, uh, the Ventilator. ventilators. You know, they supplied Italy and, they were, and Italy was able to, uh, to flip their uh, COVID numbers. So... It's a reason. Those Ferrari strategists had a lot of time. It's a reason. <laughs> it's, it's a, a reason. reason. I love that. You've got to defend it how I believe it. Uh, it's a reason. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh. <laughs> well done, mate. Well done. That was, that was tough. You know, I, that one just came out. I, I, um, I tried having something written down. And I was like, how do I do it? And I was like, fuck it. I, just tried, go for it. I didn't fully understand it. I just made mine up on the spot. I, I got yeah. confused. Sarcasm. Yeah, it's, yeah. Sarcasm That's is the way. I, I'm the most sarcastic. I tried to put some facts in there. and you know, I, I, tried. I just wanted to make Chris defend Nikita Mazespin. <laughs> <laughs> there seems to be some sort of fee of making Chris defend Nikita Mazespin. It's quite funny. Um, shall we talk about our sponsor? We shall. This, uh, this week's podcast is, again, sponsored by Apex Tracks, 3D-printed track wall art. To get your choice of 3D-printed track wall art, that could be Baku, Monaco, Spain, anything on the calendar and more, they've got it all. If you'd like a bit of 3D wall art, head to apextracks.com. That's A-P-E-X-T-R-A-X.com, apextracks.com. And now, back to the podcast. Thank you, Apex Tracks. Thank you for joining us. I have something I want to bring up that I literally only saw probably about an hour before we started to record. Um, that Tenerife's F1 standard circuit may be getting the FIA approval. Oh my god! Where? Uh, Tenerife. This the can- Canary Islands. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. it's Canary. No, it's the Canary yeah, Islands. The circuit to Tenerife. Tenerife is. It's Canary yeah, Islands. Canary Islands. Canary Islands. Okay, I. <laughs> You should know this. You're a white British person. You probably go there on holiday every year. <laughs> okay, right, yes. So, obviously, it's in the Canary Islands, as we all know. Um, also, say uh, to an airplane cl- crash there, right? I like how the American knew where the Canary Islands were, but the guy from Devon who looks like he goes there every year didn't. It worries me that the American knows what the Canary Islands were, because a plane crashed there once. But any, but anyway, let's not get into Americans and plane crashes. Again. We'd really be taken off the air then. <laughs> yeah. They're 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 talking with the governing bodies of F1 and MotoGP to get the tracks certified for both. Because obviously they started it in 2017, 2018, then it all kind of went a bit meh. They kind of give up with it. I want to say something. Because of the pandemic, we've lost the Turkish Grand Prix. I'm sad about that, but we've gained another Austrian Grand Prix, which is good. Austria gave us two good races last year. But the French Grand Prix has been moved forward a week. 
and the French track is crap. Sucks. Uh, unless it's in the form of 3D printed wall art, then it's phenomenal. But the French track to drive on is shocking. Um, and I was watching the MotoGP on the weekend at the Bugatti circuit, and I thought, that's a brilliant track. I wish um, that could hold a race. That would probably take a lot of money to make that safe, wouldn't it? It's too Surely. tight. It's a bit, bit too tight. Well, of course, you'd need to make it tight. wider for well, F1 cars to go around there, but MotoGP, Shane Silverstone, arguably made it better. We're talking about the Bugatti circuit at Le Mans, right? Yeah. They did race there in, in the 60s, and the drivers described it as a very boring race. So that's some context on that one. They should just do the whole three-minute. There's too many circuits that are have got FIA accredited, accredited against them, you know, and we could have a bloody calendar with more races than NASCAR. The way things are going, let's throw a race at Miami. Let's go to Tenerife. Tenerife just looks like a like Portimao. Yeah, it it looks like a very high speed, like kind of high speed circuit. I'm not sure if it'd be a great circuit, but yeah, they're going for the grade one um, classification. So obviously they can hold both categories, and obviously I would say our. If they get F1, then they can basically hold all the other subcategories below that. But Maybe. don't you just get a bit fed up whenever a decent track comes up and then does a couple of races and is sacked off? Yeah. And the, I... likes of, the likes of India, they had a cracking circuit. Yeah, it was a cracking circuit, but there's cracks in the circuit and that was the issue. Yeah, there's, there's cracks in most circuits, to be honest. Not happening as quick as India. Chunks, chunks coming up in Canada a few years ago. Austin, and we can't even keep the drains down. Austin, 2019. Drivers are complaining of really bumpy circuits. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's so many good circuits already. Why do we keep searching for more? I wouldn't mind seeing track rotation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that brown I wouldn't video. mind. I wouldn't mind seeing it, considering... Some races, you know every year what it's going to be like. Like, there's not much that's going to be different in Spain. Like, I know they are looking at getting rid of that last chicane. But with Spain, you know that the top two, one of them's going to win. So yeah. I really wouldn't mind seeing Spain sacked off every other year. They could use Jerez. having a Tenerife. They could use Jerez. Yeah, of course they could use Jerez. I mean, just mix it up. Have a different race every year. Do what the Germans do with Hockenheimring and Nürburgring. But with, with so many other circuits with accreditation, why do we all of a sudden have to quickly rush in and look for two races in Austria again because it worked last year? Why can't we go into later well, in the logistics. season and add a new circuit in there? Not enough time. Logistics, because you think everything can just be left there at the track rather than having to... Um, that's a, I'm sorry, but that, that's a bullshit excuse. It's kind of lazy by F1, to be fair. It well, is, yeah, but you think like, how far in advance they have to book I mean, everything. It's and, crap on the fans. Like, of course, yeah, it's crap on the fans, but at the same time, we had two good races there last we season. I don't mind seeing that two again. Two good races because one of them was wet. One, we had a wet qualifying, yeah. But you, but you can't say between here and there, there's no better track to, to go to. There must be several tracks yeah, but, between and we've got... the, the two. And there's big gaps in, in the calendar where tracks can be fitted in. They could have just changed France's configuration. They have like a hundred of them. They could, could have just changed France. Full start. That's my eyes. <laughs> Magnico, they had sorted that circuit out with the new the new skin at the end. It just it just all the all the blue lines just hurt my eyes. It's just uh Well this it's the super grip, isn't it? That uh, doesn't work, really. Super shit. What about super grip? <laughs> it's, it's Formula One isn't what it used to be, is it? It's so... well. No, hopefully, it's going to come back next season because you know Grand Vettel and all yeah, that. But, no, but even upstairs, it's so corporate. Well, it has to be these days. There's so much money involved. Yeah, you're talking. Well, what? What? What's uh, it? What does it cost to even get into F1? It's two hundred million, isn't it? 
200 million to get into F1 is insane. Which is more than more than a team's budget for a season. Mm. Yeah. So where do they get off even charging a team that join? Shall we move on and preview the Monaco Grand Prix? Oh, good one. Shit race to another. Let's let's segue to a good Grand Prix. One shit race to another. (laughs) No, it could be good. We've got hash. No, it's not going to be. Well, Mazda spin. And there's walls, and there's a good chance there'll be a safety car. The only problem being, it'll probably be on lap one, um, if he even qualifies. What scares me the most about this Monaco is that the FAA Formula E race that run two weeks ago will actually be better than the race that we're going to watch next week. Well, yeah, there's a good reason for that, and it's one I've been saying in our Facebook group for years now, and that's uh, pretty simple. Formula One cars are too wide. It's not, the, it's not how wide they are, it's how big the wings are. Well, yeah, they can't follow, and they're too wide. Even if you could follow, you get close enough, then the car in the middle of the track is... It's coming out the tunnel, stick your car in the middle of the track, you can't be overtaken, and it's it's that easy. Yeah, but you do that in FE, you could still get around them. Formula mm. E's not that much different. You could park your car in the middle of the track, and nobody's getting around you. Cars are managing to overtake on most laps in that race. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't been good. I, it, it's 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 the arrow, mm. but it, it hasn't been good since Sauber put their car sideways on its tires upside down. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that it, when uh, yeah. Jensen hit Pascal Verline. Yeah, it, it 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 hasn't been good since we've seen an upside down Sauber. Nineteen ninety six. I think 1996 was one of the best Monaco Grand Prix. 2008 was brilliant. 2008 was very yeah, good. Was in the rain. Race. Once again, it's another race that cries out for having a wet race. Um, it doesn't look like it's going to on the forecast at the moment. It doesn't look like there's a chance. If there's anywhere that could do rain, uh, uh, artificial rain, it would be somewhere like Monaco. <laughs> yeah. Just pump it out of the back of fire truck. That's not yeah, a bad idea, true. actually. Not even that. You can just put little sprinkler systems up because it's a street track. Can we just flood a drain? Yeah. You know, just flood a drain like turn one and make half the and track wet. And to make it even better, we could flood the tunnel with smoke at the end. So it's like, tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be. And they just come up. <laughs> Why does everything tend to take me out with you? <laughs> it's not take me out. It was from stars in their eyes. Why does everything turn to stars in their eyes yeah. with you? Well, I just think that would be hilarious. I could just see it, the curtains open. Out comes, out comes Lewis and his FW16B. <laughs> Tonight, I'm going to be dimming. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> no, he'd have to win a lot less champions to be, championships to be dimming. Hill. I think you'd have to be a lot <laughs> less, have to be a lot successful to be anyone these days. Danny, who's your pole position going to be? Uh, no surprise. Uh, I'm going with Red Bull this time. Uh, Max to the pole. Yeah, Max, Max on, on pole. pole. I think he uh, he beats his demons, his Monaco demons. Christopher, I agree. The um, the car is slightly shorter on the wheelbase, um, given. Red Bull a bit of an advantage, and with a bendy wing helping them get around the corners, <laughs> they should be up there. So Max for pole. I'm going to mix it up somewhat. If there's anyone who can put a car on pole position when the car is not suited to the track, there and it shouldn't be there in pole position, it's uh, it's Lewis Hamilton. I'm going for Lewis for pole. Yeah. Dan? I'm going Danny Rick. He's going to do what he did in 2018, and he's going to take that McLaren to pole. McLaren on pole. In that golf livery, that'd be pretty impressive. The car's quick enough. If the car's quick enough, then Lando will still be ahead of Danny Rick. Well, the car's got a stripe on it, so it's already 10 miles an hour quicker. But yeah, obviously. Stripes make everything quicker. Everyone knows stripes make everything quicker. Nola for Leclerc? He did it in 2016 and 2018. Leclerc in a Ferrari? Yeah. Really? In that circuit? Ran Monaco? 
No, they, he's he, another he, one that has something to prove in the track. He'll yeah, crash and go bye that's, bye. That's not his track. He prefers wider avenues with gravel and grass, so he can make illegal moves. Where you don't, yeah, where you don't no. make so many mistakes and get away with it. He was what fourth in Imola. That's a pretty tight track. Shall we? Shall we have one bet though? What corner will Massa spin crash at? <laughs> corner one. And he I knows. was going to say the first corner, yeah. And I think it's purely because he, he outbreaks himself, forgets where the corner is. Maybe he's checking Twitter. No, no, actually, he is so slow at the start now. He's so cautious and breaking before everyone That's else. That's because he knows. I, still, I think I've been Casino Square. Mind. So I'm going to go yeah. Mirabeau. I'm going for Mirabeau because he's exceptionally slow through the first few corners these days. Dan, we came to you last last time, so let's come to you first this time. Who's your podium? I think it's difficult. I think it's difficult to go away from, obviously, the, the top teams. Uh, I think it's obviously going to be Lewis. Uh, 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 I want to say Verstappen, but I've got a feeling that Sergio's going to do something. I just really do. Uh, and then I think either between Lando and Danny Rick, depending on what one, obviously, depending on what one gets the pole, I think will be the one that gets the third place. So you're going Danny Rick? Yeah. Because you put him on pole. I, I will go for Hamilton, Verstappen, and Norris. Yeah, that's what I'm going. Hamilton, Verstappen, Norris. Um, La- Lando will probably qualify fourth ahead of either Bottas or Perez, not sure which one, um, but whichever one he gets past, it'll be because of a bad pit stop. And that's how they jump him. It's, it's not going to be done on track, is it? It's Monaco. Chris? I would I completely agree with you. Lewis, Max, Lando. Um, I don't think Bottas will be at the race. And I think... Um, What's his name? Who's Max's partner? Perez. Perez. Oh, oh no, no. Max's partner these days is uh, Kelly PK. <laughs> um. His driver partner. Um, he, he, he'll run out of talent at some point. Trying to um, push too hard. I mean, Perez, Perez, is, I, Perez I just, usually goes okay at Monaco. He's done well recently. You cannot, Podium. You cannot make a single slip at Monaco or you're done. And I think if he if he just tries pushing that car too hard, trying to stay if he if he can see Max ahead of him, and he just tries that little bit to go that little bit harder, he could end up in the wall. Well, this is where it's more important than ever that you're able to stay within a pit stop of Hamilton if you're Perez, yeah. because if strategy plays out exactly the same as last weekend, and Max comes in and they let him pass, and Hamilton comes in. And they keep Perez out until those tyres fall apart to hold up Hamilton. I don't think he'll even be near Lewis by the time the pit stops come around. I don't think Perez is going to make top four. No, no, but that's that's why I say it's so important. Because yeah. if he's within that pit stop, he can do all the damage by holding him up. Anyway, Danny, um, your podium. What do you think? Um, it's going to be Ham Verstappen and Perez. Um, it's going to be another special weekend for Hamilton. Grab another win. Uh, another Red Bull mess up. But uh, this time Perez comes close because he, he does really good in this track, actually. He, uh, he's had a podium here before um, and, and several high results. Um, so, yeah. I think um, Hamilton yes, and Perez. Yes. Yeah. That, me and Danny are on the same wavelength. We, we know the future. <laughs> I don't think I don't, it will be a boring race, though. I, I think the I think that pass ha- happens with uh, in the pits again. Um, Hamilton runs a does a longer run, pits under safety car, gets ahead of Verstappen. Yeah, I've got a feeling this year there's going to be a lot of safety cars. Mm-hmm. I need oh yeah, with all the uh, sponsorship on them. If I you guys can see the future, yeah. Why aren't you repping the merch? Because I'm currently COVID poor. So once I'm not COVID poor, we'll be repping everything. Reese, tell them about the merch. <laughs> the 
the merch. My hoodie's yes. upstairs. We now have our um, group T-shirts. They've been added to the store. Um, they're available in a very, very big range of colours. Except black. Um, no, they're available in black. <laughs> they're available in black. I put them online today. I know, Chris, you were going, oh, I can't buy them, I can't buy them, I can't buy them. But give me a chance to upload them. And they were on there and they're there on there now. There was every and we other colour that the, 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 the village people had except black. <laughs> gold, for Christ's sake, gold. Who buys a gold T-shirt? FYI, if, if, if you are thinking about buying a gold T-shirt, they're great. Don't let Chris put you off. They are, they're, they're they are amazing. Nice. <laughs> they are, they are nice. But Chris is. But who's going to buy aware. gold before black? Who's going to buy gold before black? An Arabian prince. You bought a black one. You bought a black Everyone's one. Everyone's got so. a preference. I, I'm repping Kimmy for President's Day. Chris has got Saturday for qualifying on. I'm going to grab a couple of the the small logo tees in in black. Yeah, yeah I've ordered a, f- a few today. I'll definitely be representing them in Miami, for sure. That was a yeah. very good collab over Facebook messaging and images and PNGs. Yeah. <laughs> We're very professional here. We're very professional, as you can tell. Um, and with that professionalism, we'll move back onto the podcast with our star performers for the week. Um, uh, Chris, who's your star performer, mate? For Monaco, it's gonna have to be Lewis. I think he's just gonna run a decent strategy and stay off the walls and keep Max under the pressure under pressure to take the win. DJ Dan, the man. I am going to say Lando because that car's super quick. And I think he's coming out with something to prove. To be fair, I think they're all coming out with something to prove. But I think especially McLaren are going to see this as a track that they can definitely pinch some points from the top from the top two. Mm-hmm. Danny. So I'm not choosing a Renault, but I'm choosing a French guy. I'm going with Gasly. Pierre Gasly will be my star performer. He might be able to sneak in a fifth place. I want a reason because that's 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 a that's a bold. It's a wild place. card. You think his is yeah. bold? Monaco always throws a will throw a wild card like that um, in top ten results. Um, Ninety six. You had uh, you guys mentioned earlier, Panis won that race. Came out of nowhere, started fourteenth. Um, Gasly, I can see him qualifying, going to you know Q three and qualifying, but making up positions. Throughout the race, just having a quiet race, avoiding trouble. Um, I, I expect a, a solid top five result from him. That'd be great. Do you know why I slightly agree with that? Because he's got that short wheelbase car again, which is good for good Porsche for Monaco. And, and Honda. that punchy Honda engine. You know, he could be mm-hmm. onto something there. It's interesting that Mr. Alonso there didn't mention Alonso. Back at Monaco, and this is Mr. Alonso <laughs> who admitted that even though he's hundred percent, he wouldn't be better than Ocon. Yeah, but I thought when he said that, it what struck me was not to do with his age or anything like that or experience. I I think he now has fear. I really think he has fear of dying because of obviously that horrific crash that he had on the bike i've i've i think it's knocked it knocked it out of him was he not just knocked off at low speed coming out of a supermarket yeah yeah but i yeah but you, I, you say horrific crash on a bike he's not mark marquez mate oh yeah true. i had a horrific yeah, true. crash on a bike but let's be fair that man was faster yeah but fernando alonso he had that sort of accident you'd have Playing around Allen Park with your mate, and you're dicking about sticking sticks through these spokes. I thought he was hit on the on the road. I thought he was hit on the road, like joining the road. Uh, well, they I they think made he was it trying sound... to get the toy out of his cereal box. <laughs> you know how it goes. Think once, think twice, think two time world champion. <laughs> uh, think like 18th place. <laughs> Ooh. 
um, I'll go for my star performer. And if you thought Danny was being bold, I am going to go for George Russell. I'm saying Mr. Saturday will have a good qualifying and he can get that car in the top 12. Then I would say that there's a good chance that he will end up in the points with someone else crashing out in front of him. That's a lot of somebody's. Perez. Perez. He doesn't need... All he needs to do is have a good start from 12th. Yeah, jump one, go off the line, and get another one in the pit stops. Yeah, that's a very good prediction. <laughs> well, thank you, Chris. And on that shot, um, well we'll, um, and on that we'll bring this shot. podcast to an end. <laughs> uh, we, we, and we sound like Top Gear. There you go. We had to get there eventually. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. No, not, we don't not top sound gear. like Top Gear. Grand Tour. We're Grand Tour now, aren't we? <laughs> not top gear. And on that shock, um, we'll bring this week's episode to an end. Thank you very much for listening, as always. If you enjoy the podcast, please do share it with your friends. If you want to connect with us, you can find us on social media. We are Formula One Fans UK on Facebook. On Instagram and Twitter, we are at Formula One Fans UK with number one. Check out the link we put in the bio for the podcast, where you can see the um, Nico Rosberg signed cap raffle, and you can see our shop too, with all our new T-shirts and also the hoodies. Uh, hoodies, but everything's great value in there. Um, There's also a little Nico Rosberg plinth. Oh yeah, yeah, we've got a little Nico Rosberg plinth that says uh, Nico Rosberg 2016. Goes with a hat, so you know when he signed it. Yeah, get in that. Uh, being it was a win, it, it's only one pound ticket, and it's a really good prize. Um, so, guys, as always, thank you very much for listening. Until next time, goodbye. Cheerio, guys. Goodbye. See you later. Here we go.